Hi, this is Alex from This Family Tree. I'm here with my husband Shane. Baby Lou is in bed, the cat is in her room, and I am so glad that you join us for happy hour on This Family Tree Podcast Mini, Episode 5. Nice. <sighs> Fumbled a little bit. It's okay. How, how, are, how are you, Al? <laughs> I don't know. I'm not the best. Well, why are you so upset right now? You were just in tears? Can we say that or do we not? Yeah, want to say- I don't give a shit. Whoa. Whoa, this girl's crazy. <laughs> no, I don't know. I'm just, I'm frustrated with a lot of things. What's got you frustrated? My chicken didn't turn out today. And then Shane said that he'd rather eat craft dinner for the rest of his life than my cooking, essentially. I didn't say for the rest and of then, my life. I went upstairs and tried to put on my pregnancy jeans because none of my normal jeans fit me right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And what? That made you sad? Well, they just, they don't even go on properly and they're so uncomfortable and mm. like, I know I'm pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> I know I'm pregnant and, mm-hmm. you know, gaining weight's good and everything like that, but it's still freaky and it still screws up your mind and... When you're not getting out, I didn't get out today because it was snowy and cold and then rainy. But what set you off too, and I apologize, I whistled at you. I I did a cat call and I (laughs) thought I was being playful and fun. And I I meant that cat call because I thought you did look nice still. But you... I look... Like Tweedledum, I told you. My pants come up to my tits. Well, when I whistled, I didn't know you had the cummerbund part. <laughs> I only saw that afterwards because you got frustrated and whipped your shirt off. So I, I wasn't whistling at how funny you look. When you lifted it up, I saw. But that was only because you whipped your shirt <laughs> off. And then you said, uh, no, don't whistle. Don't, don't. And I was like, whoa, whoa, I'm joking. Well, because in my brain, I was having this whole, you know, trying to come to terms with how i currently am looking mm-hmm. and then you whistled so then in my brain it kind of just fed into my brain narrative of just we're you know. all coming to terms with how you look Alex. <laughs> <Shane>. <laughs> i'm kidding obviously no well, i think you look good i don't even notice the difference really the pants <laughs> up here in this part is different yeah but honestly this you don't look any different up there nothing else i just honestly like i haven't had my hair done in ages and not even because of the quarantine just because i haven't been because in my mind i'm like how do i justify honestly like a lifetime of getting my hair done it's so expensive Mm -hmm. and then so i was trying to grow it out to see if i liked it and i don't think i like it Mm -hmm. and so is the idea like oh that's depressing because i would like to consider myself naturally beautiful and although I like dyeing my hair, it feels fake or no. expensive. Okay. No, well. it just feels expensive. And I don't know, like, I, here's the thing. I like my natural color, but right now, and I think this part has to do with the quarantine, I just feel so dowdy and like... Dowdy? What does that mean? Ugly? No, like frumpy and like just, just not good. Like, I don't, I just don't feel good right now. Just today, because honestly, they're ha- like... There have been times, like on Saturday, or sorry, on Friday night when we were celebrating my birthday, I felt great. Like I was in my favorite outfit, my sparkly outfit. Oh, yeah. You were you put up that IGTV video. You were so happy with how you looked. You totally disregarded how ugly I look. <laughs> you picked this ridiculous freeze frame on the IGTV video where, I'm not even exaggerating, I look like sloth from the, Go- <laughs> the Goonies films. 
and you were like, look how good we look. And anytime I didn't say that. You did. You said, look how good we look. When and anytime did, someone says that, they're oh, only looking at themselves. I said that to you. Because and I meant like happy and we were in conversation and we were sure, laughing. And sure. I thought it was good. You knew you looked like awesome. The light was hitting you perfectly. It was. And I just looked terrible. And you knew that. I didn't think you looked terrible. I thought you looked happy. Okay. Well, that's a very <laughs> kind way to put it. And I did look happy, but I also look unattractive. <laughs> okay. Maybe happy, but how do you think I felt at that day? I had I went into another room and had a bit of a cry myself after <laughs> that video. You did not. <laughs> well, you saw how upset I got when I saw that picture. No, I wasn't joking around. But, uh, well, I hope you're not mad at me now. No. Because I wasn't trying to upset you. I know that. And, and I wasn't um, trying to upset you when I mm-hmm. snapped at you for doing okay. that. But I do think, and I'm not trying to pick on you here, I just think that if you have your days organized into a bit more of a schedule, you will feel a lot better. And I know we talked about this off mic. Literally three minutes ago, yeah, we talked about this. Yeah, I know we this. just talked about it, but this is also showing to other people the value of a schedule because I do feel like you're not 100% sure when you're on the clock or off the clock or when you're Instagramming or when you're supposed to be cleaning. I think if you set time periods yeah. and then you know, okay, here's my time to clean. And then if you if you don't happen to clean on your time period, you don't. And it's like that time has passed. So then you don't feel the guilt or shame or whatever like I tend to feel if I'm not d- getting something done. I think a big part of it for me comes with the fact that Instagram is so constant that I should be just doing everything within a certain time frame yeah. and then leaving all the rest until the next day but instead of trying to get back to every single person every day or every email. And, like, and I think typically Instagram is constant, but luckily when you're working, you have a built-in schedule because you can't Instagram when you're teaching children. No. So you're not going to Instagram when you're on lunch because that's such a finite period yeah. of time. And then when you're home, you only have two hours. So you have a built-in schedule of two hours to Instagram. No, because when I get home, I'm with Lucy and I'm caring for Lucy. I know. I'm talking about when Lucy's gone to bed and oh, I yeah, come yeah. home. That's a yeah. two-hour window, correct? Yeah. So that is your built-in schedule. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. So right now, without that, you're kind of thinking you're on the clock at all times. All I'm saying is maybe I, we start a thing where you do two hours of Instagram and you put in like a good concentrated effort into two hours when Lucy's asleep. Yep. Then when you bring Lucy to your parents for two hours, you put that effort into cleaning. And if you don't get it done in the two hours, you don't. But you know you tried. And then once you're off the clock, it's like the feeling I have. I get pretty elated once five o'clock comes around and I've done my work and I feel like I did a good job. That's my happy time. I'm a little stressed in the the hours I'm working, I'll admit it. But when I'm off, I'm Fred Flintstone sliding down the, uh, I don't know, what is that, a brontosaurus? Brachiosaurus? I guess so. I don't know. They change the names of these dinosaurs so often, it's hard to keep up. <laughs> oh, I would kill for a glass of wine, honestly. But, you know, thing, things... Like, if you really think about it, things aren't that bad right now. No, thing, here's the thing. It's things just a are little great. And pandemic. We're trapped inside with very limited food. The food thing's bothersome because... So, I think that what we have currently, the groceries that we currently have, is a lot of canned stuff, a lot of box stuff that I bought when this pandemic uh, was first, you know, coming our way. 
And those things I think we need to keep for when stuff gets really bad. And Shane is very adamant about eating that all right now so we don't waste money, but we will eat it. It's all delicious stuff. I just feel like we need to keep that for when things get bad. Like I just received a message from a friend of mine. Her mother lives in Toronto. Mm -hmm. Her mom sent her a text tonight at 7.52 p.m. This is what it says. Things are getting intense with grocery delivery here. Grocery Gateway's earliest is April 11th. Loblaws and Metro are both unavailable. I don't even know if it means they're so beyond capacity that they will be open tomorrow or what. Trying to plan ahead and it's taking over a week to receive anything. So I'm almost feeling like we need to eat fresh and healthy stuff. Not just because like I need to give nutrients to the pregnancy and it's good to eat fresh things and it's tasty. But... For when things get bad and we maybe can't get grocery delivery for two mm-hmm. weeks, then we turn to the Mr. Noodles and well, maybe the tell Kraft me dinner. these uh, doomsday texts before we get on the mics here. Tell me that when I'm fighting for the Mr. Noodles. But this that was always kind of my plan. That's why I got so many cans and everything. Why, why don't you tell me your plans ever? I don't know. I just think that they're known. They're not. <laughs> you have a weird way of holding things back, and I've noticed since we started dating, you let things get to a boiling point yeah no with everything in my life I every think. single thing why do you do yeah. that you think i don't know i don't want to rock the boat ever and then it's like the boat tips you wait till the boat the, well tips. that's the thing yeah. you're like the titanic driver <laughs> captain <laughs> the driver well he's driving the boat well yeah i don't want to rock the boat and i just take the path of least resistance Unless it's something that really bothers me. And then I'll just start panicking or crying or getting angry. But there is always an underlying stress with you. And I feel it too. So I would prefer if we could just nip things in the... Is it butt or bud? No, it's bud. You've got it. I always say butt. (laughs) You do? Yeah. Like a little dog getting you? Like the dog on the copper tone ad. He's actually just pulling down her bathing suit. Yeah. All right, so what are some topics to discuss here now that we've figured out our life? Well, first one, I'd say folks get on your grocery delivery schedule. Uh, There are some places where we live locally, and I'm sure there are places where you live uh, that are local grocers and are far less, you know, like rammed with hoarders than the big stores so for us in hamilton uh, that is dundurn market and they have produce and breads and things like that so i'm thinking i might put in an order with them i'm going to check that out online uh Mm -hmm. especially if the 14 order is going to take forever so i just you know start keeping your mind open about things use the deep freezer if you have it get lots of healthy foods especially with all this time inside like you need those nutrients right so I heard of people buying an extra fridge. Well, I wish we had a deep freezer because then I'd be able to have all of the frozen veggies and fruit and meat that we would need. Think of all the beef we could have in there, all the tacos we could have. We wouldn't have to worry about it. Well, maybe we should, after this is all over, if we make it out alive, we, sh- <laughs> we should get a deep freezer. I think so. We have so much space in our basement for it, you know? Yeah. I think it'd be a good thing. And especially with another kid on the way, then less time for grocery shopping i wonder how, how much do you think a deep freezer costs i have no idea my babysitter used to have one though and my mom has an amazing one there you go like we never had one at my house but we always had an extra fridge in the basement yeah and extra freezer whatever and that was always so handy 
one fridge is, I mean, it's not that much. Well, we have a very small freezer in there. Our fridge is small, Shane. Have you noticed it only goes back a certain depth because the guys that built the house didn't make a deep enough fridge hole. (laughs) (laughs) I never thought of fridge holes uh, until we lived in this house, but I always assumed there was a standardized fridge hole. Yeah, uh, well, this one is not standard, I guess. The guy that built our house, by the way, so Shane and I made an offer on this house a couple years ago. What, three years ago? Yeah. And it was falling apart. It was decimated. Like the walls were rotting. It was just a disaster. And it was when I was about to have Lucy. And then it got bought out from under us by a developer. So he came in, flipped the house. He is like short, wears skinny jeans, real tan, keeps his hair real slick. And his name was Elvis. If that gives you any idea of what kind of guy this person was Is he not a good guy no oh he was fine but he's sneaky and he's like your typical like greasy real estate house flipper did he sell a us movie. a lemon i thought we liked this house oh we love this house but he cut a lot of corners hmm. what's the most the piss off corner that he cut within the first week of living here our basement flooded and he said he redid it all, did all the stuff. The home inspector that we had came in, said everything was perfect. Then the home inspector was shit. Both of them, but Elvis too, because he said that he did all the stuff. And then within a week of living there, we had to get a big team in. It was a $20,000 job, by Whoa. the way. We only paid 10000 because they were stoned and did more than they were supposed to. And they ended up doing the whole basement like doing the sub pump and everything. Oh, so it was a $10,000 job that they ended up doing $20,000. Yes. Right. Okay. But uh, lots of little things that you'll see around the house, babe. He, you know. When are we going to get to all this? When all the stuff that he half-assed? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. When it gets too annoying or too broken. Because like, what is it? These lines on the roof here. Yeah. I don't mind these though. With the, the light the light switch covers are the light barely switch, in there. Yeah. yeah. The, some of the light switch covers are like hanging on by a thread because he didn't cut the holes right just stuff like that you know kind of sneaky okay what well, we we have topics believe it or not to uh get we do. to so the first thing i want to talk to um a follower sent me a petition to sign today and the petition was to allow uh more than sorry to allow at least one support person into a hospital when you go in to have a baby, to deliver a baby. Because in New York City, not New York City, but all of New York State right now, they have just decided that there are no support people allowed anymore when you go into the hospital. So for me, thinking about this, the scariest time in my life was when I was in labor with Lucy. So women are going to be going into hospitals and laboring alone. Like doing that whole process alone, whether it lasts three hours or 48 hours. They're going to go through it alone. Like I remember when I was getting my epidural and you were looking at me and it was so scary. It hurt so bad. And I was trying to breathe through contractions. Oh my gosh. I'm so emotional tonight. I'm so, Mm -hmm. I'm sorry guys. And uh, that was honestly the scariest thing I've ever gone through. But Shane was there and that was the one thing that like kept me grounded and reminded me that I'd be okay. Yeah, I remember doing absolutely nothing for that period. So 
Oh, no, you're, you're welcome. You were holding my hands and just staring at me and but, telling me to stare at you. But the uh, the nurse was like disappointed. She was like, come on, do something. Like, <laughs> say something. I was like, no, no, this is good. And I just stared. It was good. You just stared yeah. at me so intensely, though, and it was helping. Cause, and I was just staring at you back, and it was just so helpful. Like, I don't mm. think I wanted to hear anything at that point. I just wanted to see that you were like staring at me. You were in it with me, and you are holding my hands really hard. And like, that's what I wanted. And I could not imagine doing that alone honestly that's a terrifying thought so i understand on one hand the need for these measures right and then on the other hand like that is just so much stress to put on a new mother because then that also means that if she's in the hospital for a day or two or three after she's alone with that brand new baby with a c-section scar or with her vagina blown out and that is so hard to deal with vagina blown out how do you define that i didn't i never heard of that what is that i don't know your baby just rips through everything so Mm. it's hard to do anything okay do they stitch it up after a blowout or it just yeah, comes of back course, to normal. But then the stitches you have to maintain and take care of. And Did it's yours all... blow out? Oh, babe, they gave me an episiotomy. You know that. I thought that was your butthole that blew out. No. <laughs> oh, it comes close to your butthole. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not getting that. I'm scared to look down there and. It looks fine. You oh, I, never... now I'm not scared. I just meant afterwards. Oh, I was scared to look down there afterwards. Now I can't stop looking down there. <laughs> I have a little miner's helmet. (laughs) (laughs) Shane always makes things better. Oh, I do. Um, But yeah, so that that is scary to me. Like, how would you feel as a father if you were not allowed? Because like the one follower she was giving birth, she is giving birth to her firstborn in early June. Mm -hmm. And she is very scared that her husband won't be able to come in. And he is really scared to be possibly missing out on the birth of his first child. Like if you, from your perspective, if you were told that you weren't allowed in the hospital, like how would you, because you can't even come in at all, not even after to see the baby. Yeah, I would be concerned that you were concerned. Mm -hmm. But in the old days, it was so rare to, to have a dad in there. Yeah, but dads in the old days all so like didn't have much of a connection with their kids at all for their entire lives yeah like i i would hope that even if i did miss the the day that lucy was born we'd still have the same connection we have now Mm -hmm. which is you know daddy no go (laughs) daddy let me slam the door in your face so lou and i have a pretty good connection get out of here tell tell the listeners what lucy was saying why tell them when i can play the clip for them who do you love that's pretty adorable. She said I love you to you before she said it to me. How does that make you feel? Or what do you think about that? Well, I tell her I love her a lot. So I don't know if she knows what it means. She but I'm like, Lucy, I love you. No, she she knows what it means, I think, from everybody that she's close to saying it to her. I feel like I say it the most to her. So she knows maybe I should say it to dad at least <laughs> once. <laughs> I say it to her so often. I see her more than anybody. Okay. I don't think it's a competition, but... No, but no, this is the thing. I, I'm When I'm around you, I don't hear you saying I love you, Lucy. I'm shocked she didn't say it to me first. It doesn't mm. hurt, and I thought it was like the cutest thing in the world when she said it to you. And I didn't feel dismissed or disregarded in any way. I just thought it was so cute. But then afterwards, I was like, huh, that's yeah. weird. But 
I am happy. You seem so happy. Um, (laughs) (laughs) What is the other topic? You have two more, I think. Yeah, we'll get to one more tonight. Okay, do it. We have about one minute. Yes. So we were talking about um, Shane and I getting groceries and having washed each individual thing in soap and warm water, then rinsing it all, letting it dry, uh, and not bringing any of the bags or anything into the house. Mm-hmm. I shared a photo from Bluebird Kisses, former podcast, uh, of her doing the same thing. And I'm like, thank goodness. Like, I know my parents are doing it. I know we're doing it. And I'm glad to see somebody outside of our immediate family is also being so careful. However, I had messages streaming in from people saying, oh, I'd rather eat dirt than soap and things like that. And it's like, yeah, but in the current climate, it's not dirt that you're going to be eating. It's this awful virus that could possibly cause a lot of damage to somebody in your family. You know what I mean? So people were saying, oh, well, I guess, you know, in your position, I'd be just as careful. My comment to a lot of these people is that you need to be just as careful. Just because I have lupus and just because I'm pregnant, I mean, who knows how the virus will affect you? And everyone is in a different position. They might be in a safer maybe health position Mm -hmm. should they get it, but the economy is being ruined. Their jobs are potentially being taken away. Their quality of life because of the quarantine – all of these things, uh, when people aren't following proper measures, add to the length of this, which hurts everyone, regardless of your uh, condition. Yeah, absolutely. And you need to take, I think, extreme caution in everything you do right now, mm-hmm. because it can't hurt, as we said before, what's the alternative? Not being cautious and making things worse, not just for you, but for and, the people and, around you. And look how things are going so far. Things are tightening up. Yeah. Things aren't getting more laissez-faire even in the states uh, trump says he's trying to get the economy back together in a week uh like start opening things that's a scary prospect because it's probably going to dip back and get even worse in terms of rules and restrictions over there but every week that happens in ontario where we live it seems like uh the things like our freedoms are being limited and limited until everyone actually wises up or we're going to be forced to wise up Anyway, that's that's all the topics for today. I guess we'll get to our landlord issue on the next next, one. next episode. But thank you for listening to this Family Tree Podcast Mini. Episode 5. <laughs>